Boss. We back here on the JR the Boss Man Show. Got a great show for you. One of them is my main man. He's coaching the channel. Mox, my man from Florida Gators. Play ball overseas. Eddie, what's good, my brother? Nothing much, boss man. Good to hear. Good to hear. Pretty well. Hey, man, I just want to talk to you, man. I know you was my guy, Chattanooga, man. I want to get you on the show, man, because uh, you was always a cool dude. I came come through, and I solid you and your former staff, man. I heard you probably not there chatting no more about no things happening in the business, but let's put your time with Chattanooga and what it meant to you as a coach and just around the world. I was very proud seeing them guys grow and graduate, man. Yeah, man, uh, it was a great, great experience, great learning experience for me um, as a as a coach, as a person, just, just a lot of growth, and uh even in mentoring some of the guys that we had at Chattanooga, a lot of those, Matt McCall and our staff and uh, Reggie Witherspoon. Um, and, you know, for me, you know, the greatest blessing was obviously at Chattanooga, we were able to play a 2016 NCAA tournament, something they've never experienced before. So that was a great, a great feeling. And then just getting the opportunity to mentor, like some of the guys you just mentioned, like Justin Toyo, who had an opportunity to get drafted this year, and Greg Pryor, who will have an opportunity to go overseas and play. And the same with, Trey McClain, Chuck Esther, Casey Jones, and Eric Eric Robinson, who's our penalty man. It was just a great experience for me, and uh, it, you know, it was a bit bittersweet ending, um, but it had to happen. Obviously, Coach Matt McCall moved to UMass, so a lot of changes was made. But you know, I enjoyed my time in Chattanooga, and, and the city was great to me. Exactly, and you know, like you said, you guys beat four hundred times your time at Chattanooga. Made it to the tournament. The game was, you know, the experience was good. The game didn't turn out how you wanted to turn out. But they don't get out to that tournament. All those high many schools that you did, being a school at Chattanooga and Southern, Southern Conference, that'll make you, the staff, feel so good knowing that, hey, we played with the big boys. We played the right way. Well, yeah, absolutely. Playing the right way, that, that was the thing. And then, you know, having chemistry and obviously talent. But the main thing for those guys at Chattanooga, the team that we had, I mean, we had a lot of experience, so guys weren't afraid. And the biggest hurdle when you're playing against the high majors, obviously going into the game is confidence. A lot of times, you know, you go and you're playing, uh, 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 you know, see already, you know, you've lost half the battle because guys thinking they're playing guys that are better than them. And most of the times they are, but anybody beating on any given night. And the one thing our guys believe, they believe in themselves, they believe in our staff, and they believe in our system. So when we play those games, you know, we beat the program, you know, over the course of two years. And we lost to Vanderbilt on a buzzer beater, you know, by a guy who's probably going to play in the NBA for the next 10 years, you know, 25-foot shot. So, but every high major game we, we played, you know, we were in the game except two. Um, but, you know, that's a testament to, you know, just our guys and believing what we were believing in our staff. Now, Eddie, I can only imagine if you guys had stayed at Chattanooga, nobody would really want to play you guys. That's what you did, guys, in two years there on, on the map. McCall's like... That's not a comfortable game. I don't want to play Chattanooga. I don't want to come to the, the MAC either and play them at, at the MAC either. So you can imagine <laughs> if you had to try to schedule games, seeing how good you all were when you first got there, when in two years you was there. How guys, nah, we don't want them guys. We're good. We'll pay. Yeah, it was um, scheduling was definitely difficult um, with the team that I, we've had because the team that had, that team was together for for four years, and some guys were together for five years. And when you when you have guys that have been together that long and have played together and know you know, what it takes to win and win on a high level. Um, that's a dangerous place for a high major team because all of those guys are trying to make the tournament and losses to schools, you know, quote-unquote mid-major schools, you know, that hurts their NCAA chances down the road, especially at home to a mid-major school. So um, scheduling is definitely difficult. Um, but, you know, those guys graduating now, so, you know, it might make it a little bit easier until the next group get in and get their feet wet and start building uh, chemistry and building a uh, team. 
Now, I know your goal is to be a head coach, but see, it's very good to get the, get the inside of a guy who's an assistant coach. So it's a life as an assistant coach like in, in the college basketball business these days. Are you doing a lot of recruiting? Are you doing a lot of checking on grades? Are you getting practice, practice, practice plans together? So what's like an assistant coach who's trying to move up that extra seat to, seat to be a head coach, man? Well, in, in my opinion, you know, assistant coach's job is basically a head job, simple and easy. Basically, you know, we, we help out with practice, do most of the player development, uh, create the practice plan, you know, go film study, break down games before head coach even sees it, come up with ideas, you know, versus, you know, scouting teams. You know, we come up with ideas that we think that will help us uh, win games, obviously. And then all of the other stuff outside of the court, you know, dealing with you know, players, you know, off the court issues, so to speak, academic things, you know, obviously mentorship, you know, when guys, you know, not just academics, but when guys have issues with regular life problems, that's what assistant coaches are there for, you know, being able to be there for the players and talk to those guys and guide them through situations. And, but at the end of the day, I think assistant coach's job is to make the head coach's job as simple as possible. Hey, folks, I'm Eddie here on Boston Show, former coach of Chattanooga Mox, and he also played the Florida Gators on the Bill. Billy Donovan, y'all, he's a Gator, the Gator Trump. He, he's down with that, that like that on there, recruiting wise now. Eddie, I know recruiting is a big part of what you guys do, but I want to take it to like the LeVar Ball type dad. Kind of dad like, like LeVar Ball, who's that much engaged in trying to have hand in the cookie jar, what you guys trying to do with their son or in playing time and certain things. So how you deal with recruiting with guys like LeVar Ball, whose parents' dad is just or parents that much involved in trying to find them down kind of get to come to play for you eventually. Uh, so how, how, how do you work around all stuff, man? Well, you know, there are a lot of things like that. Now, he, he's probably one of the uh, extremes uh, of that level. But there are a lot of parents like that, some some dads, some moms. And, you know, when you're in a situation like that, basically, you know, you you got to look at the character of the kid and what he's coming from. And you got to think, is it do for speed? And if you think a kid is good enough to where you can bypass all of, you know, the parent chit-chatter and not bring whatever you, if a kid is that good and you can deal with it, then fine. But a kid is not worth it. Worse that, then there's, there's no need to go through that headache for possibly four years. Now, obviously, there's not a parent that go to the level of a LeVar Ball, but, you know, a lot, a lot of things that he talks about, I do agree with, but a lot, a lot of things that I don't agree with, um, you know. But, you know, at the end of the day, he's just trying to promote his brand. But in, in, in recruiting, you know, you, you just look at the and what is the kid saying and how does the kid feel about his parents and what they're doing? Um, and you calculate all stuff, you evaluate, and you say, hey, is, is the juice worth the squeeze? And that's how I, that's how I talk. I got you. Cause I can only imagine like, it's really easy for me because I just, once my dad passed away, I was going to go to Tennessee State regardless. You know what I'm saying? Cause that's, that's kind of where my mom at. So I know for, for me, it was kind of closed for me because one of my grades sucked, but still <laughs> I wanted to go be with my mother after my dad passed away. But it's like I can't imagine how you deal with the hard time make these phone calls because a lot of times you're calling kids, looking at kids, filming kids, and knowing they, they, they ain't going to come so good. They're going to be good, but you still got to do it just, just in case they want to come your way. You still have to reach out to them, bless you with the guys, knowing, hey, they probably coming my way no way. Well, yeah, um, I mean, you, you have you have to do your due diligence. That's the bottom line. You got to do your due, due diligence because you never know what happens to a we're you're you're low on the priority list, but if things don't go his way, hey, next thing you know, they're making phone calls and everything not you. So you gotta do your due diligence, make phone calls, speak to the people that you need to speak to in regards to the kid, you know, if he fits the profile of what you're looking for. Um, at the end of the day, you know, um be be smart and if you, you think you have a legitimate shot because, you know, it's all about time and resources and you don't want to take it where you don't have a shot at all and you're spending, you know, the organization 
for one, you're spending time that you could be spending delicate. And on top of that, you're spending your resources as well. So you don't want to you don't want to waste the university's resources. So and and that that's what to me makes you know good for a recruiter. You know, um, being able to identify, hey, can we get this kid or not? You know, and B, is is it worth our time? You know, that's what makes good recruiting and bad recruiting, in my opinion. Now, also, Eddie, you played ball overseas, man. Uh, how was it the experience playing ball overseas? The most crazy thing you ever saw when you played ball across the water there, man. Well, <laughs> yeah, I had a, I had a great time. It's one of the greatest experiences. Um, obviously, you know, had not going, not being in Europe, you know, not visiting Europe prior to, you know, going to play, you know, you have all of these, you know, uh, perceptions of what it might be like and all of those things. So to go over there and to get my own experience, you know, um, on top of that was, was tremendous for me. And I wouldn't trade it for the world. Obviously, the goal was always to play in the NBA and play with the family. But once I got over there, my feet were when I was in the game. I mean, I loved it. I settled, I settled in, and it, and it was just a great experience for me. And, you know, I didn't really see anything crazy. Well, I guess I did. I played on the offensive team, and if, you know, if anybody's familiar with history, you know, um, they call it Yugoslavia now, but Yugoslavia, uh, or you was, you know, one country before until they had a big civil war, and it spread up to all of these different countries now. So I played on the Croatian team, and we're playing another Yugoslavia team, which is Serbia. Um, you know, we busted, because it was only like maybe five or six hours. And, I mean, we literally had a police escort. And, I mean, it looked like, you know, we were traveling with the president of the United States, you know. And it wasn't anything that happened. A lot of that, you know, animosity they have for each other is just kind of washed up now. But it's the precautions that they take. And that's the game. I mean, the game field is probably 1,000, 1,500 police officers in body suits, helmets, you know, just in case, you know. And my husband had other guy, Antonio Grant, who played the University of South Carolina. And I mean that, and I had already been in Europe for I think nine years. I hadn't seen anything to that level, and it just makes you really appreciate what we have in the United States. And um, and you can only imagine, you know, those that country felt, you know, back in in those times. And I remember playing in a game um, in Serbia again, and the crowd was, we were losing, you know, the way we were losing, and the crowd was singing a song in their and you know, I asked one team and say, what are they saying? He said that they were singing a war song of what was happening during one one time uh, when they had when they were having the civil war, and it was about you know about a raid. I think it was like Montenegro was raiding uh, Bosnia or Herzegovina. Like this one, it was it was a country. I may have the two countries wrong, but it was it, it was about a raid and the song that they were singing during that raid. And I was like, that was deep. <laughs> yeah, that 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 was deep, man. You know, so. Eddie, I want to ask you. Yeah, I mean, like, when you got scared like, of bombs, when you scared of a black man overseas playing ball, whatever, like, scare you or anything like that, or you just always feel like you got to take for that bombs that's going on around you? I, I think we were well protected, but at the same time, you know, our naive, you know, me being a little bit naive of the the level of, you know, kind of, you know, made me not as paranoid, you know. Had, what, if I was over there probably right now, I probably would be a little more on edge, so to speak, but as, I, mean, I, I wasn't on edge about that stuff as much as I probably would be now. And I think that comes, you know, being a little bit, we did have a little bit of protection, but you know, that, that stuff is very, very serious. And, and those people think that, that those political situations, you know, to a whole different level. I hear that. Now, Eddie, I'll ask you last question for you. You, you know, you're going to be out being gays, and you know, you're about to have become a married man, man. So I've got in the business as well for his radio and entertainment. You got for coaching. 
uh, how how do you and your, your girl balance to how do you've been a coach, been on the road recruiting, time kids? How how how's it work for you, man? Because I'm trying to figure out that uh, a lot of guys always tell me they, they try to make do like things one night with a day night a week or go out here. How's it work for you and your you and your fiance, man? For us knowing the skills you have for us, what you do for a living. Well, the good thing is me. It, 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 it's difficult. Um, but if you got somebody who supports you and understands what you do, I mean, it makes it that much easier. My fiance, man, she's awesome. Um, I mean, she, she, she knows, she knows the intricacies of the business. You know, she's learned, she's like, she's, she's learning on a job, so to speak, but you know, she, she's, she's heard stories. She's talked to other women who, who've been with coaches that, that have been together for, for many, many years. And she started reading this book, Tony Dungeon's book called The Uncommon Marriage to prepare herself of what she needs to be ready for, you know? Um, and to me, you know, just the fact that she pick up that book and read it just so she can prepare herself and to be educated on the difficulties of the job and, you know, how tough it is to be a, a wife of a, a coach or assistant coach, head coach, or whatever it is. That means a lot to me. That means that she's on board and she's fully in support. Mind you, she has a really good job of her own that, you know, she also has to worry about, but, um, there is difficulties, you know, obviously, you know, being on the road and with her job, she goes on the road as well. And those, those times apart, man, but, but we, we make it work. And, you know, one thing I think is important in relationships is communication. And she'll, any, anytime she feels a certain type of way, she'll communicate to me, Hey baby, you know, I'm not feeling this. I'm not liking this. And we talk about it, you know, and that's all, that's all, that's all that we can do. It's not an easy task, but I think if we communicate and we are truly for each other and support each other, it will work. And if you, if anyone, you know, I, I would, I, and I started reading the book is uh, Tony Dungeon's book as well. I would encourage any coach, any uh, wife, any fiance, any girlfriend to read that book. It's very encouraging. And it's very, very helpful. Boss man, I didn't lose you, did I? Bro, no, nah, you you good, Eddie. You good, man. You yeah, Eddie, you still here? Yeah, we on live radio, bro. You good? <laughs> okay. <laughs> we, we good, man. I, I, I was saying to you, I was saying, we'll say, yeah, you good, man. You good. Yeah, I was saying, okay. man, it's been a pleasure having you on the show. Man, I've been a fan of yours for years. Like I told you before, I watched your Joseph Holland sports with Joe Dean Jr., Tom Hammond, Larry Conley. I've been watching you all the time. It's a young dude on TV. So good to me. You feel, became you, friends, man. You make me feel real old <laughs> when you throw out those names, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I knew who you were, man. And this lady said I was like uh, the young boss man in Orlando, Florida. I knew who this guy was. You know, the guy goes on doing his yes, thing sir. on the court. Yes, for the sir. Gators. Yes, sir. <laughs> yeah, but hey. It's been a great day to have you on the show, Eddie. We got to do it again real soon, man. I can't wait to see you again, Bam. Wish y'all the best of luck in your future endeavors, man. You know I always got your back, bro. All right. I appreciate that, boss, man. I enjoyed it, man. And, uh, you know, I wish you the best of luck as well, man. Thank you. All right, folks. Eddie Shannon here on the Boss Man Show. This is
all your photo, video, and voiceover needs, check out the fine folks at Blu-ray Productions. They will take good care of you. If you don't believe me, you can see for yourself. Check out their work at blueberryproductions.tv, the Facebook page, Blueberry Productions, also a Vimeo page, a YouTube page, and it's Blueberry, B-L-U-B-E-R-R-Y, Prod on Twitter. Check them out today. Blueberry Productions, great people, great work, great service. Fantasy football season is fast approaching, and if you're looking for an edge this season, you need to contact the guys at Draft Day Consultants. The concept is a simple one. Draft Day Consultants takes your requests and connects you with one of their trusted analysts, who then guide you through your draft, whether you just need a sounding board on decisions or if you need them to conduct your entire draft. Draft Day Consultants has you covered. Every one of their consultants has a proven track record of success and have conducted hundreds, even thousands of mock drafts. Thanks to this year-round research and analysis, the guys at DDC have an unmatched understanding of player values. So gain an edge on your league mates this season by hitting up DraftDayConsultants.com. That's www.DraftDayConsultants.com. Now get after it, fantasy footballers. Hip-hop fans, I got a great album for you. The debut album from Family Grind ENT, True Speech, and 313 Fresh. We're going to give you two discs, 33 songs of pure, genuine hip-hop. Albums available on iTunes, Amazon, Google Play, IllStreetRex.com, and streaming live right now on Rhapsody, Beats Music, Spotify, Xbox Music, Slacker Radio, and SoundCloud. Check them out today, True Speech and 313 Fresh, Family Grind ENT. Believe in it, get it. Hello, my name is Travis Williams, President and CEO of Academics and Athletic Consultant, focused on educating and empowering tomorrow's collegiate athletic leaders. My passion is for the education and genuine concern and care for today's student athlete. It's the centerpiece of my life's work. A college education, both in and out of the classroom, is a truly rewarding benefit. For more information on AAC, you can go to www.academics.com and athleticsconsulting.com. Once again, www.academicsandathleticsconsulting.com. Or you can follow me on Facebook at Academics and Athletic Consulting or Twitter at Coach TWheel24 or Instagram Travis L. Williams24. Or you can call me at 404 542 607. Once again, AAC is very proud to partner with J.R. McHenry of the Bossman Radio Show, covering sports and entertainment across the country. Please tune in weekly for informative, entertaining, and expert analysis on today's sports and entertainment topics. Thank you. Man show we had Eddie Shannon on the Boss Man show. Former coach Chattanooga Marks doing his thing. He's out there, former Florida Gator, but now 
We're going out to Cheney, Washington, way out west, where I came from, to the new head coach of the Eastern Washington Eagles, Shante Leggins. Coach, how's life out there in Washington, my man? Man, I'm living good, man. From what you said, the 80-degree the weather, it ain't human either, so I'm doing okay. I'm living good, man. I'm actually just uh, just got home from work a little bit ago and and uh, having some team meetings before the guys get out for the summer. But I, you know, like you said, man, I'm blessed, man. I'm doing okay out here. Now, Coach, how does it feel to be the hear your name as the head coach as the Eastern Washington Eagles? What does it mean for you to be there to put a stamp on that university, the community of Cheney, just everybody in that area up there who supports the Eagles? Well, man, it's still, it's still surreal, man. It's still, you know, you, you still, when you hear it, you know, you can't believe it because you work so hard to get to this place. And, uh, you know, you, you work so hard as an assistant coach and you go through all that, you know, everything you got to do to become – an assistant, then you got to go through everything. You got to become to, you know, keep moving up and, and, you know, to be, to be in a situation I was in where the, my, my former boss did such a good job and, and our program is in such a good place that they thought, you know, that I could, I could take over it and, and push it even, even further, further down the road, you know, and, you know, I just, I couldn't believe it when they told me. And even to this day, me and my wife, we talked about all that. I can't believe I'm the head coach, but it's starting to sink in um, as everything starts moving. You're going around the community because, you know, Cheney is a, is a small college town. We're in Spokane, Washington. Uh, Cheney's about 15 minutes away from that city. And so it sinks in when everyone says, hello, coach, hello, coach. How you doing, coach? You know, usually it's around, you know, it's your nickname or Shante or something like that. But now it's, hey, coach, how you doing? So there's a little bit more, a little bit more respect that, you know, coming, coming out of a lot of people when, when you see them around. And, I mean, it's just a blessing. And these guys I got working here, I mean, they're, you know, people I'm working with are great. The athletic department, you know, they, you know, I've been here for eight years, going into my ninth year, so everybody feels like family. And you, you, you can't beat, you can't beat the feeling, man, because you work so hard towards something. And when you get your goal, you get to the goal you want. Now you got to go with new goals, and, and so now I got new goals of what you know what I want to do. But hitting this goal right here in life, especially at such a young age, you know, you 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 just can't, you can't get, you know, you can't get enough of the the, the feeling. It's a, you, you know, it's something that you just you wish everybody gets that opportunity to feel. It's great. And as you, when we were talking about off the air, Coach, we, you mean how, we, how we're both younger, younger than we've had since our careers at a young age. And I feel like people strive to want to do that. Like, find, find their path at a young age rather than be in their 40s, search one of their 50s and 60s, just not knowing what they want to do. And for you to hit it at 35, they become the head coach of the East Washington Eagles. Now, Coach, now, tell me this. What's been your biggest adjustment moving over that one seat to be the head man in charge now? The biggest adjustment is, you know, Going to all the dinners, you know, having to having to do a lot more handshaking and meeting people, and uh, you know, deal, dealing with you know just just different things you have to you don't think about as an assistant coach. You do think about them, but not on the level where it's like if this doesn't go right, this doesn't go right. My assistant coach, you know, I got you got to worry about your assistant coaches and their families and everything they got going. You know, you got to worry about every player and every parent. You know that you got so it's it's an adjustment because as the assistant coach you're trying to get the players you're always moving to you know get this going and build up the program for your boss and as a head coach you got to keep this thing rolling you got to you know delegate things to people and you got to be able to you know let your assistant coaches know what you need you got to be tough with you know administration sometimes you got to be able to you know tell what you want you know you know and still be you know come across as a good guy and so you you have to it's it's a tough balance and some people you know. Sometimes you get to a couple, you know, you get to some things where it's, it could be a little difficult, and you just gotta think, man. I'm just going forward. And you, I just have great mentors in my life, and, and it's been it's been a good ride for me so far. 
And, you know, the adjustment is, you know, we, we all know basketball. I mean, all coaches, man, every coach that gets into this, they get into it for the kids, I hope, and, and to better, you know, the kids' lives. But, you know, when you get to this, you get to this, you know, point as a head coach, you're, you're thinking about so many different things. And, you know, it, it's, it's, it's something where it's like it's not, it's not a lot different because you've been coaching and you've been doing, you know, you've you set goals for yourself. But, you know, the different part is, you know, having to do all the, the extra stuff that you don't think about you have to do as a head coach. And so, you know, once I've started to settle into this a little bit, it, it, it's become a little bit like a routine. So it, it's settling in. And, you know, I haven't played a game yet, so everyone's, you know, I'm still the best coach out there. I haven't lost. I haven't won. Everyone still loves me. So we're still good right there. So, um, you know, that that's, you know, I'm just waiting for the games. I want to get these games started, man. I uh, hear yeah, the October's coming up here real soon for practice. Then November, that November 10th date, I think, is you guys' tip-off. So it's on its way because this year's going by fast, as you know what, Coach. Oh, man, it's going by too fast. But I, I, basketball season's about to be over. All we got is baseball. I'm a Dodger fan, but only in the playoffs. And, uh, you know, it's, it, it's, it's just – uh, yeah, like you said, it's going fast and having team meetings today with guys going home for the summer and everybody getting revved up so they can get better and work on their games. It's, it's hitting me kind of quick. And so, you know, as soon as this, you know, our schedule gets set and everything's done, we're going to start moving along, man. And got got our staff, got our staff all done. And so I'm, I'm just excited about this whole process. Now, let me ask you about your schedule, Coach. I know non-conference scheduling is something that's very big to, to mid-major schools like yourself, Coach. And so are you going to be an aggressive scheduler or are you going to kind of schedule mid-grade games or, or easy games for your team? So how you see yourself going about scheduling non-conference games to get your team prepared for the big sky play? Well, a lot, of, a, lot of my, a lot of my mentors and a lot of people say, you need to go out there and get some wins, man. I'm just thinking, when I was a player, I played at Cal, I played at Fresno State. When I was a player, I always wanted to play the best. And, I, you know, we're going to try to play the best schedule we can possibly play. We'll go play whoever wants to play us whenever they want to play us at their place most of the time because no one's coming to our place. This year, we, got, we played the University of Washington on the 12th. We turn around and go down and play Stanford on the, four, on the 14th. We go play UNLV. Then we come back. We got, then we got two, games in, uh, two games in Vegas in the tournament. Then we turn around and we play Utah. And we come back for a home game, and then we got we're back on the road again. We go to Seattle U to play my old boss, who's the head coach here. He's now at Seattle University. Then we go and play uh, San Francisco, and then Wyoming, and then we got uh, South Dakota. And so we have a we have a schedule that you know. And I just want to play against teams that guys won't. For, you know, we go and win some of these games. These guys won't forget that man. It's, it's a lot of fun going in places where you know you're a lot a lot of times the underdog. And you know I'm, I'm feeling that a lot of these guys are going to get opportunity to play early to see what we got for the big sky. Because so, for us, playing in that big sky and winning that big sky tournament, getting to the tournament, that's, that's, where, that's where it all lies out for us is, is right there when we get a chance to play in the big sky. And so, you know, we got we to gotta be prepared, like you said, for that big sky run, you know, for the regular season. And then we got to be prepared for that tournament. So I think playing a tough schedule early against good players, good teams, good competition, good coaches, and hard environments to go get us prepared for that. And so – when we when we sit back and we're looking to make the schedule, we're always looking to play you know the best teams as possible. Now, now some teams won't play us, but we want to play as many games as we can on the West Coast against you know top tier teams. But you know every now and then I want to go back east and play against some really good teams. You know make it a, make it a two game swing, and you know I, I believe that you know our guys have a lot of fun. Like we, you know, a couple of years back we had a chance to go to Indiana. We beat Indiana at Indiana and broke their you know uh, 47 game non conference winning streak. You know. 
And we want to, we, I want to be able to do that because the guys who played on that team, they didn't forget that. They still talk about that. And those are, those, those are the games that are fun. Those are the games that, you know, the university, you know, really remembers. Those are the games that the kids remember. And, you know, you, you go into Hoosier land and win a game like that. We played UConn the year they won the national championship. I mean, you get opportunities to play against the best players. And, and those are things that the guys don't ever, you know, don't ever forget. And those are, those are players that they'll never forget about playing against. And those guys move on to the NBA and have careers. And, you know, guys are, you know, are done playing, sit on their couch with their kids and say, look, we, I played against him. You know, we, we played in Indiana. You know, we, we got to play at these places. And those, those types of things and those experiences are what college basketball is about, you know, having fun and being able to do it with your guys and your team. You, I mean, you know, you play. So, you know, having those, those types of games are stuff you just you, you never forget about. And I want those guys to experience that. You know, going to go play against teams that, you know, aren't, you know, you know, really, you know, high, high major schools, you know, sometimes isn't always, isn't always the best for our guys. And so I want them to play against the best. And, but I also want them to understand that, you know, these are the best players, you know, in college basketball. You got to be prepared. You go corner and get your teeth kicked in, (laughs) you know, so they're ready to go. They better be ready to go. And so, you know, you get to see from the jump, you know, what kind of guys you have and, what's their character like, and are they going to play till the end of that whistle, you know, and until the game's over. And you get to fill them out before the season starts, you know. And a lot of guys use the preseason. You know, a lot of teams use the preseason and they're trying to go out there. When I'm trying to use the preseason to see what my guys can do to get prepared for that big sky, big sky run. And it's exactly what you just said. You know, we're going in there. We want to win these games. But I'm also checking out to see which guys can play when the lights come on. Now, some guys, exactly. you've been there. You've, seen, you've been on a team. Some guys will kill in practice. They won't miss no shot. You know, they, they don't do – they do everything right. As soon as that game comes on, the lights come on, they get a little they, – they, they hide out a little bit. You know, and then yeah, you, you got right. the other guy who – you got the other guy who just, you know, in practice, he, he, ain't, he ain't doing it. But you put him in the game, then lights come on, it's a different type of guy. And so you got to find those guys. And you got to make sure, you know, you give everybody the opportunity in that preseason to play to see what you got for that big sky run. And that's, that's what uh, – that's what we're going towards, and I, I want to know what we got before we get into that to that league play. Because for everything for us is winning our league and going to the NCAA tournament. That's what we're trying to do. I hear that, Coach. Coach, and I'm gonna admit to you, Coach. I was a game player. I wasn't much of a practice player. I was a game player. <laughs> I, I, I didn't want to waste it in practice. I'm, I, I'm a game player. <laughs> That's hey, all my teammates would tell me the same things back in the day. They're like, hey, you may be nice in practice, but I give it to them in the game. I said, oh, I'm doing them both though. So yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's one of those, it's one of those things. It's, it, 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 it's important, you know, for me to be able to see who can go out there and play. I mean, everyone's going to get a chance to play, man. You know, it's, we got 13 games. We play against some tough teams. I get to see what guys will bring it every single night, win, lose, or draw, however they want to play. I get to see what kind of guys we got, what kind of character. And those guys will be the guys that, you know, I roll with, you know, you, you can't have a, a 13 man rotation, you know, you're going to have to cut it down at some point point. And so I believe everybody that's on the team has a, has an opportunity to play. You know, I recruited a lot of these guys. And, and when you go in and watch these guys play, you, you know what you're getting. And so, you know, you get some teams will be like, I don't have, I don't have this, this, or this. I, you know, we recruited the team, you know. And so, you know, we got to see what they can do. And, and a lot of times, you know, freshmen ain't ready. You got to redshirt them. You know, that junior, you know, he, he hasn't played his freshman sophomore year, but he, he got hungry because he, he didn't want to sit on the bench anymore. Now you get a breakout player. And I think we have one of the best. We have one of the best players in our league, and I think we have one of the best players in the West Coast. And uh, Bogdan Bliznik, he's he's an unbelievable talent who didn't get 
you know, he didn't get recruited. He's going to break the all-time scoring record this year. He's going to be in the top ten in almost every offensive category. And he could play, man. And you, you come into the gym and you, you, wouldn't, you wouldn't pick him out of a lineup being like, that's the guy I want. But he goes and he gives it to kids every single night. He brings them. So, you know, we got to find another one of them. He's a senior. So I got to see who's, you know, who can step up to the play when he leaves. And so there's a lot of things that go into this, you know, going to preseason games. There's a lot of things that go into, you know, building a team. And I'm just looking forward to And I'm excited to see what, what these guys can bring. You know, where, where, where it ticks. Are they ticking Kool-Aid? What, you know, what are they pumping? You know, are they pumping Kool-Aid or what are they pumping out there? And so, you know, I'm looking forward to that. That's, that's why I like, you know, playing the best we can in, in, in preseason basketball. Now, Coach, I have a suggestion for you. Maybe you take my up on this. I have an Atlanta swing for you. Kennesaw State, Georgia State, and Georgia Tech. I'm, I'm good friends with Coach Pastor, Coach Skinner, and Coach Hunter. I, I can help you make that happen. If you, just, you want it to happen, well, hey, you can help make listen, it happen. I, 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 I love to go out there. Coach Pastor played at Arizona when I played at Cal, so I know him a little bit. Um, you know, but I, I don't know him like that. But I, you know, I, I, I've watched his career. He's done a great job. And I see you trying to set me up with Kennesaw State because they always nice. See, see, trying to trying to set me up for your boys, huh? I see you out there. Hey, no, coach, but, I, uh, I want to have you in, have you in my midst, man. I want to. I'm trying to kill some birds with one stone. You, you, hey, y'all hey, get good, you. good games. You come out and hang out with me for a week, man. So I'm trying to make hey. everybody involved. <laughs> I'm trying. Hey, I, I, as long as we can get Kennesaw State to come back to Cheney, I'm all in, baby. I tell them, let's get it on, man. Then the Georgia State, I love, we need home games, man. No one, wants to, no one wants to come out here. The weather's nice, you know. At that time, it ain't too nice, but it's nice right now. I hear you. We need some home games, my man. Hey, Coach, I, I bet I can make that happen, but I can get you, get you there, though. <laughs> I, said, I know Coach Pastner ain't coming out here for no home games. So that's why I didn't even say them. I didn't bring them up. <laughs> You got that right. They ain't right. making no moves out this way. <laughs> you got that right. Now, Coach, with your, with, your, with your energy, man, and you've been in Eastern Washington all these years, man, I feel like the recruiting base is going to be easy for you, man, because you already know the recruiting zone out there. You already know who the, who the hot bids are. So, with your imprint been all these years, relations with AAU coaches, high school coaches, you feel like it's going to help you even more, get, keep guys coming to Eastern, Eastern Washington, coming to Cheney to play for you, keeping the Eagles going strong as you do this program and put your step on this whole program to make it how you want it to be. Yeah, I mean, you, like you said it best. It's recruiting, I've learned from a lot of people, my mentors, that you got to recruit relationships. And like you said, I've been here for, I'm going to my ninth year. This is the only place I've coached. But I grew up playing in California basketball. I grew up down in Southern California. I know a lot of those guys out there. So, you know, some of our team and our recruiting base is from out that area. Um, we recruited internationally because the coach before us had a great relationship with some guys in Australia that I became real close with. So we recruit there a little bit. Uh, my wife is Serbian, so, you know, we've gotten some Serbian connections because she was a baller herself. She hooped herself, and so she's got some connections over there. And, and so I'm able to, you know, and so it's, it's about just building relationships. And, and where you have relationships, you know, you, you can go in there and, and trust the guy to tell you that this guy can play for you. Now, it's not always going to be the highest, you know, highest flyer, you know, especially, you know, sometimes coming to our level, but it's going to be a kid that's an overachiever. It's going to be a kid that, once you get them here, you know, they're going to work their tails off and be able to, you know, put themselves in a position to, to succeed. And, and you, you meet guys along the way that you become close with, become friends with in the industry that will tell you, hey, there's a kid I got for you. He can play. And it doesn't matter if you're from Oklahoma, Atlanta, Florida. If, if it's your guy and you trust that guy and he says, hey, there's a guy out here 
that wouldn't mind going that far away for you, you know, that far away from home to go play college basketball, then you put time and effort in. But you know, time is so important, especially with recruiting, especially with everything that goes on, you know, in a program. You need your time, and so you don't want to go waste. You, you, you get emails, you get you get some guys calling you, some co- some coaches, some AU coaches calling you, say I got a guy, you know. And I always always ask the guys, well, what do you know about Eastern Washington? And they always go, well, uh, you know. Um, and they just they just hit you with the ums like about 400 times, and I'm just like, well, you don't you don't know anything. Well, I was just trying to get my guy on. I get it, but if somebody close to you, you know, within the within the 40 states before you get to us says, hey, come to eat, come to my school, you're going to probably take that before you come all the way out to Ethan. So you got to build relationships, you got to network, you got to meet people, you got to put yourself out there sometimes, and and sometimes you just got you know just flat up make a cold call and say this you watch this kid play and this kid is nice what about him is there anything i can do to get him to come to easton and so you know, those are the, those are the things that you know as, as i've been coming up and, and you know i've been doing a lot of recruiting is is, is very important is you got to have relationships with people you're recruiting from or you know especially at our place you, you're not gonna you know i don't think a lot of kids in atlanta are waking up this morning talking about hey i can't wait to get eastern washington to call me man i cannot wait for that call you know it ain't <laughs> We ain't, like you said, we ain't Georgia Tech. We ain't Florida. We ain't, you know, they're not, we're not waking up and, and, and guys aren't thinking, I want to go to Easton. We got to work. We got to, you know, we got to grind to get these kids, get these kids to our school. And that's, that's what my, that's what my staff and that's what everybody's going to do. So I'm, I'm really excited um, about that whole opportunity. Well, Coach, you know what? Well, a lot of high school coaches come to me, and the guys that come on my show, I'm always willing to send guys you all's way. You know, I've always made that promise. If you yeah, come on my show, if I, if I got a guy that may be good for you, I've always told coaches, I'll send a guy your way to maybe see if you want to bring him on, bring him your way. That's kind of how I do it, man, because a, a lot of kids in Atlanta don't realize, hey, there's more to it than this Georgia, Georgia State, Georgia Tech, Kansas, Chattanooga up the street, Mercer. It's more than life than that. West Georgia. Yeah, so, exactly. So I try exactly. to tell you them. schools out there. <laughs> it's more to it than that, you know? So uh, yeah. Yeah, I try no, my best to get kids to see that when I go talk to them. Because, you know, Coach, one thing I want to do about my show is this. I have to go out and talk to the high school kids, middle school kids, get them inspiration that, hey, I did it. You can yeah. do it too. It's more to life than just being in Georgia. It's man, more, it is. It it's is. More it's, like a, it's a big world, man. This That little round ball can take you places, man. It took me. That basketball took me across. It took me to college, got me my degree. It took me all the way to play basketball in Europe. Got to see the world a little bit. Brought me all the way back to the United States, up to Washington, coaching. It may help me find my wife. You know, it, that little basketball is it's a life changer, man. And and what a lot of guys don't realize is it's not over. You know, if you want to be a basketball player, you, you got as long as you got. But cause, you know, you only play basketball for about thirty of your life. You know, you got to figure out what you're going to do after that. And, and you know, being at Eastern, it's 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 important to you know show these guys you know um, you know some great examples. You know, we my coaching staff are great examples of guys that play basketball at a high level, and now that now they're in the workforce, they got jobs. You know, you're you're a great example. You played football, you know, until you're thirty, you know, until you you got done playing, and then all of a sudden now you got a radio show, and it's it's big, and so. It's it's good for kids to be able to see other you know other people doing well you know that didn't have to go to Duke that didn't have to go to North Carolina that didn't go you know they, they, there's other avenues of being successful it's just not that last level you know and and you know that's that's the most important part you know of my coaching and my mentorship towards these kids is to show them that there's other things besides the sport you're playing there's other things outside of 
athletics, you know, but now if you want to get into athletics, there's avenues for that also. And so like, like you, you're still around, just, you're still around sports. You're a sports junkie. Me, I love the game of basketball. It's my, it's, it, it's done, it's done, it's, it's made my life. It's, it's done everything for me, but you know, I, I felt like I can help because, you know, growing up with a single mom, all everybody in my life, you know, my father figures were coaches. And so my, my goal was, you know, I wanted to go to the league. I wanted to make the NBA, but, you know, having great mentors and having great father figures in my life growing up, it showed me that, hey, you don't have to go to the NBA or the NFL to be successful, to be a successful man in this world. And so, you know, I, 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 I want to, I want to, you know, show the guys that I'm coaching that exact, that exa- those exact steps that I took, you know, I want them to play as long as they can, fulfill your dreams, do whatever you got to do, but understand that you're only playing until you're about 30. If you're lucky, if you're lucky, you're only playing until you're about 33, <laughs> and that's it. And, exactly. you know, and you got to figure out what you're going to do. And so, you know, I, that's, that's one thing I think, you know, a lot of coaches do a good job of is showing guys, you know, the right avenues of, of life, not just this is the street, this is Main Street, you're going to the NBA, this is all you got. No, I think coaches are showing kids, hey, this is – if you're a good coach, if you're showing guys – but still, hey, we want to win every game. But at the same time, you've got other avenues, you know, to be successful in life. And, and those are the things that I, I feel like I, I'm trying to show these kids, you know, as, as, you know, as their mentor, as their coach. You know, right now I'm, I'm 35, so I can still, you know, feel like I'm their big brother a little bit. But I'm getting up there. You know, I'm going to be 40 in, in five years. And so then it's a whole different – It'll be a whole different, you know, theme that I'm telling them then, but it's going to still be the same, you know, same, you know, same story that I'm going to be telling them, just a different way I'm going to be telling them. So as you get older, you know, things change, but you're going to still be telling the same story. This is what you got to, this is the experiences that I've had, you know, throughout. And I'm hoping by then some of my players that I've coached have went along and been successful in life and I could bring them back. And now they could talk to the players that I got now. And, and I feel like that's the way of, you know, breeding great culture and, bringing back the old guys, showing them this is how they've done it. You know, we've had some success stories right here, you know, in our university. We had a, we had a couple kids. Uh, right now we have a kid named Tyler Harvey who came here as a walk-on, and he came here and worked his tail off, was the leading scorer in the country, and got drafted by the Magic. And now he played in Italy this last year, and he's been doing great. But he got his degree. You know, then we got Jake Wiley, another guy who transferred to us from NAIA school who's actually trying out for all these teams right now in the NBA. I think he's going to get some, get some looks and he, 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 he's in his master's program. So these guys are really serious about school. And those are the kind of guys you want to, you know, you want them to be successful. And so you want to do whatever you can to help these guys. And, and so when they're done playing, I want them to come back and talk to, talk to my team and tell them exactly their story. And so they got that, you know, they, they can see, you know, that they're not the only ones that, you know, didn't have to make it, but, They've, they've done it, they've, and they're back, and now they got real jobs. And so that's that's what I'm trying to instill in these young men. And, Coach, you know what? I say if I had a child, I'd have my child play for you because you, you're my kind of guy. You, you, you know how what you know. Oh man, it, I appreciate you, it. You know what it's like to you know be in that position. You know, cause I feel like the same for me being thirty years old that I can relate to these high school kids mm-hmm. still, these college kids I could talk to because I'm not that much older than them, but I'm old enough that I can mm-hmm. still give them advice. They still want to hear me out. <laughs> you know, and that's like it's advanced for you being thirty five with these college kids that you're not too old, but you can still I can still hear you. Oh yeah, he understands. He's kind of been there. He's not that far removed from where we've been at. So it kind of helps you right now that they can connect to you, knowing that you know where they're coming from right now yeah and that's 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 the big part man is 
is you got to make some guys trust you. You know, it's, it's experience. And, you know, I've played, and they can thank we had Google back when we were playing because we didn't have none of the YouTube and, none of the, you know, they all kill me because they're like, none of your highlights on YouTube, Coach. You ain't that nice, you know. But they can Google. They can see things. They can see that I play. So it's the experience and it's the trust factor that, you know, I'm always looking out for them. I'm always going to do everything in my power to make them successful. You know, I want them to, you know, I want them all to get their degrees. I want them all to go play ball, you know, as long as they can. I'm going to help them do whatever they can throughout the rest of their whole life. Because what they came here, they came and built a culture. They're family forever. And my coaching staff feels the same way. And I even feel like the university, our university, man, we're a tight-knit family. And, you know, being at Eastern Washington, it's a small school. You know, we have about, you know, 14,000 kids in, in our university. It's a college town. But I feel that everybody part of the, everybody is in on the on the university. They're all in on the academic side. They're all in on the sports. I mean, it's it's great. We got a great football program. I mean, our our bas- our women's basketball team is good. Our volleyball team, you know, solid. Our soccer team just went to the NCAA tournament for the first time in school history. So it's just a it's just a great place to be. But you know, it's it's tight knit. It's a family, and that's that's you know that's what I'm trying to build our team on. And anywhere I'm ever at, it's always going to be about a family. And, and at Eastern Washington, that's exactly what it is. And that's, that's just, you know, that's the biggest recruiting tool I got is when, when other kids come on campus and they get to hang out with our guys, they're a family, they're tight, you know, and they're like, I want to be a part of that. And so being able to recruit, like you said, going back to the relationships is you can also tell, I can also tell you that you send a kid our way. It doesn't have to work out basketball, but he's going to love his experience at Eastern Washington. Any kid I go and recruit, I'm not running them off if they're not good enough. It's just that's what I did when they're recruiting. Now, if he gets hurt, I'm not running them off if he gets hurt. Now, if he does some things that, you know, aren't, you know, up to academic standards or if he ain't doing things that, you know, are part of teams, then, then we got to talk about things. But I'm not running off good kids. You know, they're going to get, be able to get their degree. I want them to feel like, hey, I came here and did my best. Coach Leggins looked out for me. It was a great experience. I love my college time. And now I'm going to go off to, in, in, in the world and do, you know, do whatever I got to do. And a lot of coaches, and I think we got it backwards, and there's a lot of transferring going on in, in our sport. It also, you know, everyone always talks about are the kids are transferring, but it's also some of the coaches asking the kids to leave. You know, you're not good enough. We got to find somebody better. Exactly. And so I feel that, hey, you go out and recruit the kids, and you got to keep those kids, and you either got to make them better, or you got to get those guys degrees, man. Now, if they come to you and say, hey, coach, I really want to play. It doesn't look like I'm a player. Then you got to help that kid find a spot. But I, don't, I, I feel like there's, there's too many times in our business where we go to kids and say, you're not good enough. You know, it's, it's not working out. And, you know, and, you know, some, some kids have, you know, I've, I've heard some things like, you know, I don't even want to play on the team. So you go and talk to the kid and say, Hey, let me help you find a place to go. And then it's, Oh, I didn't say that. Well, your teammates and there's, there's a lot of things that come up, but you know, you never want to run kids off that you go and recruit, that you go and spend time with, that you go and talk to their families about, Hey, you kids going to come to my school. We're going to make it, a great experience for him. So I'm going to do everything I can to, to hold that. Now, if the kid wants to go somewhere else, then it's okay. But, you know, I love, you know, I always hear that all oh, these, all these kids want to transfer. It's also the coach asking the kids to leave too. So, exactly. we, you know, it's a big, it's a big, it's a big mush up, man. And so we, you know, I'm, I, if I go and recruit a young man, I'm recruiting him for the four years he's going to be on campus or the five years we're going to have him. You have many years he's going to be there. I, I want to, you know, stay with that, especially if I go in and talk to his family, his mom and his dad and, and tell him how much I want this kid. Uh, nothing. What changed between then and there? Oh, he wasn't as good. Well, you know, then I should be a better recruiter. You know, but that's just that's what we that's what we got to go do. And that you know, I feel like we also have the ownership on these kids to to help them have great experiences. And so that's 
that's another thing I really want to push towards, you know, when I'm recruiting is letting these parents know and, hey, I'm going to do everything I can to make make your son, your son's experience, you know, top notch while he's at our school. He's going to enjoy his time there. Even if he's a stud, stud basketball player, if he's balling, or even he's the, the 13th man, he's going to enjoy his time at Eastern. He's going to like his coach. He's going to love his teammates. And he's just going to enjoy the university because that's what I'm trying to push and that's what I'm, I'm looking forward to. Um, you know, down the road when I'm recruiting a lot of these kids. And even the kids we got now, I recruited most of them, and, and they feel the same way, and I hope they feel the same way about me because, you know, I, I think every kid on this on this roster is a great kid, and I'm excited to coach them. Now, Atlanta, you hear this, man. I tell you, you ought to take take, take heed, Atlanta, because go out to Cheney. I'll tell you, I, I, he, he has your back. I endorse, I endorse his message. I, en- <laughs> <laughs> I endorse hey, it. Man. <laughs> I need, I need one kid a year from Atlanta. I'll be good. Them boys out there are tough. They tough out there, man. Give me a couple. Hey, hey, I'm there for this. I'm telling you, Coach, just in my studio, people that's amazed hearing you talk. People are clapping on the other side of the glass because hearing a coach be as refreshing and so candid about how you're making it about the kids. It's not about you. It's about the kids' experience and him getting a degree because – a lot, of, I think a lot of mid-major schools have to be about the degree, too. Because a lot of these guys are going to go we, pro. They have to get that degree. They can have something to do in their lives. Like I can find another avenue in their, in their lives. In fact, you actually care about that. I feel like even the mid-major guys, a lot of them are too busy hung up on winning. Because a lot of the rosters having six, seven guys leaving the roster, replacing those guys. It's almost like it's a free agency period. You know, it's, it's, it's not cool. Yeah. You know, so I'd love to hear, yeah. refreshing to hear how you wanted them to be there the whole four or five years there, there under your wing to get learn from you, be that mentor, and become the man that their family wants them to become and be under your tutelage. Now, it's so refreshing hearing that people in the studio are very close, clapping their hands because, Coach, it's rarely that you hear that from a coach these days. So it's all about well, W's and L's. Uh, oh, man, yeah. It, it, you, know, when, you know, when it comes down to contract negotiations and all that, it does come down to that, but you know, it, it really, if you, you played, and so when you played the sport, you know, you understand what it's like to be homesick. You know what it's like to be in that dorm room and got nobody to turn to. You don't want to talk to your coaches, your teammates is out there, you know, shifting. You, you, you know how it is, man, as a player. And so if you feel, okay, coach got my back no matter what's going on. You know, my teammates love me. Uh, they go, you know, they go look out for me. I think it, it, it changes the whole experience, and it, it, just, it just makes everything – and, and then you put it on the floor, they're going to run through a wall for you. You know, they're going to do whatever you got to do. They may, you know, they're going to be in there. They get their, you know, it doesn't matter if it's like it's the 13th guy or the star. They're going to do whatever they got to do to make the team successful. And if you put the team first, I feel that they're going to put the team first. You know, they're going off of what they see. You know, they, they you played, you know, when, you know, when a coach is out for himself, you know, when, you know, somebody's out there, you know, these kids nowadays are really smart, man. I was mm-hmm. out there just playing. Coach, you put me in, I'm going to play. <laughs> You know, I was always just a blockhead. I'm, I'm hooping. This is what I got. You know, but kids nowadays they, they can see other ulterior motives. They can see what's going on, man. And if they don't, if they don't feel, you know, and they don't have that trust in you, then they're, they're, it's going to show when, when they're out there. It's going to show when they, when they link up as a team after the game or when they're just kicking it. It's going to, it's all going to seep out. Yeah, coaches. You know, this is cold. And then, yeah, that's right. Or if you have a great culture, nah, man, that's not how it is, man. Coach ain't like that. Chill. You know, you've been around teams, and so. When you when you know how it is as a player, then you can try to coach it the way that you wanted to be coached when you were playing, and that's that's what I'm that's what I'm about. I want to coach the way I wanted to be coached when I was a player, and I wanted to always be up front with the guys. And 
And I, I felt like I had great coaches coming up, and I felt like I could talk to them, and I felt that was the way to go. And, you know, we had good teams, you know, and we were in the tournament. We did a lot of great things, and I feel like you don't have to. You can do it with good guys. You can do it with, without, do, you know, without crossing lines. You can do it without, you know, getting all in their face and, and be rating them in front of all the fans and everything. I think you can do it in a different way that, that a kid – will do anything you, you know, a kid will do anything that you want them to do. If, if they believe, if they believe in your message, if they believe in what you're telling them, if they, if they see it in your actions, they're going to do exactly what you want them to do. And, you know, win, lose, or draw, they go and know, hey, coach loves me, man. He brought me here. He cares about me. And, you know, most of the time that's going to turn into wins. That's going to turn into, and then it all speaks for itself. And then you just start going down that path. And, you know, you build your culture up that way. And, I, you know, as much books as I've read about culture, you know, things like that, you got to be servant leader, man. You got to be a servant leader. Your captain's got to be the same way. Your assistant coach has got to be the same way. We're all leaders on the team. And, you know, we all going to, you know, my assistant coaches, if they think I'm stepping out of line, they better be able to tell me, hey, man, you're tripping. You need to slow it down. You know, and it's the same way for the players. If they see each other, hey, that ain't the way we do things here. And so, you know, we got to be on that same page and, and – I feel that if you have – if everyone's on the same page, going the same direction, win, lose, or draw, it's successful because people are going to be successful, you know, you know, successful, you know, success breeds success. And so those are things that, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm preaching to my guys every day, you know. We can have a great time and still play basketball. It doesn't have to come down to, you know, life or death if you're going to lose this game. It's, it's a great time. We want to win. We're going to win. You know, we go into every game. We're going to win. That's our mentality. We got, we got games we want to play. We want to win those games. We, you know, we're going to keep pushing forward. And so those are the types of guys, those are the types of coaches I want in my program. And our athletic department, I feel, is the same exact way. You know, they may do it a little different, but they, they're, they're spitting the same message, you know. And so, you know, I'm, I'm excited to be a part of this, uh, this whole university. And, you know, this, this, you know, it's Spokane, Washington. You know, you tell them boys in Atlanta, there's lakes. You know, it's beautiful out here. You know, people out here walking around right now with their shirts off, it ain't eight, it ain't a hundred and humid, baby. It's nice out here. You know, <laughs> hey, hey, coach, I they got some pictures here. to send y'all, man. Hey, I got coach, some pictures to send y'all. Coach, I'm gonna tell you what. When this interview, when this interview plays, these people, y'all plays for these boys out here this week. They gonna love it. They gonna want to come out there because coach, when, when coach come on the boss man show, I'll tell you. People in this town gets hype about that because people know I don't put I don't put people on the show who I don't feel is a good interview or don't get good content. Yeah. So, coach, trust and believe. I came for you. I, I knew how you were. That's why I wanted to have you. I knew you were going to bring the heat, coach. That's why I got to the show. Yeah. I knew you how I knew how you're going to be. <laughs> I heard you in press conference. I heard it. So he got to be on the show. I like this guy already. And you and see the expectations already, <laughs> coach. I'm telling you, man. Yeah, I appreciate it, man. This show, man. Like I said. It's- I love to do these shows, man, especially, especially you're working your, you know, you're working your tail off, getting to where you need to get to and handling everything the way you need to handle. You're another successful person that somebody could look towards and be like, you know what? He made it to the NFL, but after his NFL career, he's only 30 years old. He's still doing something. And so those, those are things that, you know, you can go out to the community and preach to kids, man. Cause like you said, not every single kid's going to the NFL, not every single kid's going to the NBA. It's just not happening. Something's going to it's so rare to go, you know, play professional sports. It is rare. And a lot of these kids, you know, they don't have those role models. They don't have figures out there, you know, saying, hey, you know, if he's not in the NBA or if he's not the dude on ESPN, you're not successful. That's BS, man, because there's so many successful people in this world that keep this thing moving. 
that you gotta you gotta be able to show those guys that you gotta be able to mentor that. So you know you you out there doing it, doing your thing. You're you're showing kids every day. Hey, listen, there's there's other things you can you can make it happen. You don't have to be you know Rick Pitino. You don't have to be Michael Jordan. You don't have to be you know Cole. You don't have to be these guys to be successful. You can be other ways of being successful, and that, uh, that's the thing that I preach to our guys, man. And and those that's that's what's important to me and. And that's what, you know, it, it should be important to a lot of these coaches because at the end of the day, if you coach, you know, you coach 15 years, I'm hoping I, I every kid in my, every kid I coach gets their degree, comes back and wants me to come to their wedding, hang out, you know, big brother to my daughter, all that kind of stuff. I want, I, it's a family. And, and, you know, being able to show people success, like I told you, I, 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 I truly believe success breeds success. And, and you being successful out there and being able to talk to kids and high school coaches and, and college kids and tell them exactly your story. That's going to, that's going to, you know, it might not hit all 10, but you might, you might, you might hit four, you might hit four. And that, that's a good thing. You know, you know, you know, that's, that's a good thing. And your message, as long as you can get a message out and these kids believe it, man, they have an opportunity to keep moving forward in life. You got there. Right? Well, coach, I tell you what, this has been great to have you on the show. I can't wait to have, I can't wait to do it again real soon, coach. And when you played San Francisco, Wyoming had them on the show as well before. So I had something to talk about with me. You play those teams I had on before the Dons, the, the Cowboys of out there, Stanford Cardinals. So, coach, you know I'm going to look for you this later this year, coach. Talk to you again about your Raiders, too, your Dodgers. We can talk sports and basketball, coach. We're going to have you on the show, oh, no, no doubt. Yeah, them Lakers are going to be nice next year. Just watch out for them. Okay, watch out for them. Let's go. All right. Hey, folks. Thank you for having me. No doubt, folks. Shout out to Lakers here on the Boss Man Show. All your photo, video, and voiceover needs, check out the fine folks at Blueberry Productions. They will take good care of you. If you don't believe me, you can see for yourself. Check out their work at blueberryproductions.tv, the Facebook page, Blueberry Productions, also a Vimeo page, a YouTube page, and it's Blueberry, B L U B E R R Y, prod on Twitter. Check them out today. Blueberry Productions, great people, great work, great service. Fantasy football season is fast approaching, and if you're looking for an edge this season, you need to contact the guys at Draft Day Consultants. The concept is a simple one. Draft Day Consultants takes your requests and connects you with one of their trusted analysts, who then guide you through your draft, whether you just need a sounding board on decisions, or if you need them to conduct your entire draft. Draft Day Consultants has you covered. Every one of their consultants has a proven track record of success, and have conducted hundreds, even thousands of mock drafts. Thanks to this year-round research and analysis, the guys at DDC have an unmatched understanding of player values. So gain an edge on your league mates this season by hitting up DraftDayConsultants.com. That's www.DraftDayConsultants.com. Now get after it, fantasy footballers. Hip-hop fans, I got a great album for you. Today we have them from Family Grind ENT, True Speech, and 313 Fresh. We're going to give you two discs, 33 songs of pure, genuine hip-hop. Albums available on iTunes, Amazon, Google Play, IllStreetRex.com, and streaming live right now on Rhapsody, Beats Music, Spotify, Xbox Music, Slacker Radio, and SoundCloud. 
So come out today. True speech and three one three fresh. Family grind. E N T. Believe in it. Get it. Hello, my name is Travis Williams, President and CEO of Academics and Athletic Consultant, focused on educating and empowering tomorrow's collegiate athletic leaders. My passion is for the education and genuine concern and care for today's student athlete. It's the centerpiece of my life's work. A college education, both in and out of the classroom, is a truly rewarding benefit. For more information on AAC, you can go to www.academicsandathleticsconsulting.com. Once again, www.academicsandathleticsconsulting.com. Or you can follow me on Facebook at Academics and Athletic Consulting or Twitter at Coach TWheel24 or Instagram Travis L. Williams24. Or you can call me at 404-542-607. Once again, AAC is very proud to partner with J.R. McHenry of the Bossman Radio Show covering sports and entertainment across the country. Please tune in weekly for informative, entertaining, and expert analysis on today's sports and entertainment topics. Thank you. Show we was joined by Eddie Shepard, the coach of Sean St. Leggins of Eastern Washington, the Eagles out there in Cheney, Washington. Now I bring in my girl Jay Monique for today's email segment. People, what's good, Jay? Hey, how going? Raining down there. It's raining. It's raining. It's crazy. Folks on the loose floor. As always, there's a horseman in Florida. Men be tripping all day, all night. They are frightening as I don't know what. The water in Florida too, but the people out there are crazy actually. Are you know what's crazy, Jay, is over the past four weeks, we have got some of the emails I remember in my career emails for the past, I don't know, eight years. And, uh, have we got our name correct in the past month, Jay? Um, no. Maybe half name correct, maybe, and that was very rare. Like maybe one or two occasions, but nobody's got name correct. I didn't think so. Therefore, since you all seem to can't get my edict to email Hollis, H-O-L-L-A, at BostonRadioShow.com with emails and takes. The email that I'm with, we're going to give you takes. I'm going to give you an example of what good takes are. Because what you email are what we call bad takes. And we want to give you an example of good takes. And I know Jay believes in having good takes. I believe in good takes. We're going to give you good take there, Jay. Absolutely. And in the vein of a good take, which good take on a bad take, because as I text you on, I think it was Sunday or something, I was going through my, and I was sick that how Facebook was being abused once more by Muslims who were feeling a her dying in hostility. No. Nah. Cool. 
Like, what's my body saying? It's just so despicable how social media is going to be. It was the open casket picture. First, it was that. Now, the live blood of Netflix, people are actually going go through the dying process and now we face a lot in burials. Who wants to see that? It's enough for me to see your picture of the person at the grave. That's enough to, as as is terrible. Like, I think death should be an intimate thing that nobody sees but you who are around it in your family. Not to be posted on social media. You know, I should not get on or LinkedIn. LinkedIn's for jobs. Why are we posting open caskets on LinkedIn, a job site? And that was the That's point terrible. I lost it and text you and everybody else who was spot despicably disdained and angry I was over seeing it because I can imagine Jay, I our mother and mother having one take them taking their last breaths. I would heal them on the side of joining them. Not like they're all set by taking pictures of my mama in her casket. I damn near killed him. To get a camera. And I wrote, yes I did. Cause that's not only take pictures of my mother and I put that ass in the head. Somebody wants you to do it. You jackass, I beat his ass. Interesting. No, oh my god. I'll do it again. If I had to. Thank God I don't put it on more. But the fact of the matter is when did we as a society get the bad thing? And and then take a step further. Who is liking this crap and watching it? What is to like about dying? I know, right? You got people who who loving it. You love each person to die. We know in too. I also wanted to throw it out to Jay. And people out there, quit going for stupid. It's beyond deserve. It's not in good taste. Stop it, please. That's not what's supposed to me. Do not put death on the floor anymore. As it's must stop that. I put it out there. I don't want to hear it no more, Jay. Yeah, I know, right? I mean, I haven't actually seen it. I mean, I've heard of it, and I think that that's exploitation at its finest. Sit here and face the life. Somebody dying. It's like, and then woke a person to do that. Like, in my opinion, I feel like that's just something really. I know I wouldn't do it. Like, why would I be? First of all, I'd be concerned with social media at that time while my family member or a loved one or close friend is dying. You know what I mean? They're not in hospice, but the one type of social media be on my priority list. So that's why I said that to me, it's exploitative, you know, at the finest. Because, like, whoever is lighting this, to me, they have. Uh, it's more self-fulfilling. Like, it's kind of like, to me, like, look on high tension, and to me, that's some type of narcissistic behavior. It's like, how could you? What is wrong with you? Why would you do that? It's like, how does it come to 2015 where people decide that they're going to sit up here and Facebook Live somebody dying? Like, like that is beyond behavior. I mean, I'd, ra- I'd have more respect for somebody that decided to Facebook Live themselves twerking. I'd have respect for anyone to sit up here and exploit somebody who is suffering and dying and sit up here and put a camera in their face and video it live, stream it live. No, I have no respect for that. Nope. Yeah, it must stop it. Taking the visual on that in hell. And I'm serious. Well, there is a place for people at. That's horrible. In their weakest and lowest moment, which again, as that life is ending, you put on social media. There's no words for that. If somebody ever did that to me and I'm sitting there dying, I'll come back and haunting that behind. Okay? I'm coming back. I'm for you. Terrible. I mean, when I saw it, I lost it. But I was in. Like, I really couldn't. And that's just something. This is. Quit. Social media has been abused. Social media has been so abused. 
Like, Jay, I get criticism because I only post about my show. Because I don't want you to know what my life really like. I give you what I want you to know about Rico. Because there's a separation between the boss man's professionally and the boss man personally. I keep mm-hmm. that private. So I don't my personal life on social media. You all are correct. And it's for a reason. I'm trying to be here as your radio host. I'm getting in depth. This is my personal Okay? Now, the ones in Atlanta see me more often than the ones do out of town. So they might see me around. So that's not Atlanta. I don't want you to really know what my life is like. So I'm on the air, make you laugh, and saying you have to go by my merry way. But I'm not going to give you my like, Twitter, Instagram, or LinkedIn. Not happening. Captain. Yep, in a business, you shouldn't have to. Nor should you feel like you should have to appease somebody. Like, your perspective is your personal life. Exactly, hence the word personal. It shouldn't even put a whole lot of my, you know, my personal business out there. Like, yeah, every now and then I may take healthy or something, but I don't post all my personal business out there. And if I talk about it on Facebook or Instagram or Twitter and say, oh, hey, I'm out grocery store, hey, I'm in Orlando or whatever, it's not anybody's business where I'm at or what I'm doing. Man. Sharing social media will get you robbed and messed up. Cause it's okay. When you all look at or location your tweets or Instagrams, you tell the people where you're at. Mm-hmm. And they know you're not home. See so you can learn your patterns and rob you. Exactly. So yes, you don't geotag your pits or your places or tell where you're Because if you do, you're helping out these scheming robbers break in on you. So I'm just keep an eye on you. I'm just saying. You don't post a picture. Don't locate, please. Exactly. Or if you're out of town or you're doing something, wait until you already get back home. And then you post it. Like, hey, have fun on vacation in such place. Or you're in Maui. Have so much fun. Like, wait till you get back. Or, you know, when you get back and you post pictures, people think that you're actually still on that location. But really, you already done been on your vacation. You're already home. But just like I said, don't sit here and geotag yourself at such a chase because that just gives people who are not necessarily good people the opportunity to rob you rob your home or help you you don't know who's stalking you if you had thousands of friends on Facebook, thousands of, uh, of followers on instagram and twitter and stuff like that you don't know half of these people personally and you don't know what they're capable of doing they could be stalking you so if you're putting all your business out there like, hey you're in miami or hey, you know in manhattan at 42nd street you could possibly have a stalker who is in that area or close to that area who has no problem following you there I'll tell you an example. Like, this is how busy people are. About three years ago, I tapped some ass about, about Spocky Night. That's what people were about doing. And 39 minutes later, somebody broke into my house. Like, oh, my gosh. So, just think. I don't put myself out there. Somebody was scheming on me, watching me. It could have been a random hit. Who knows? But I'll leave it to you. My house is alarm clock broken into a 1041. Mm-hmm. I don't announce what I, what I do when I do Let's understand, right. if it happened to me who don't put something out there, but if you out there putting it where you're at on every social media platform, yeah, ask them to be robbed and you'll be sad when you get back. Just saying. And it's not with attention. So all these attention seekers out there, all that attention that you think you're getting is not worth it. Exactly. If I don't take I want to cover tonight, this is an email segment, but it's Good takes, but you need it, okay? So, just teach me lessons. When you email holla, H-O-L-A, bossofmyshow.com, you will come next week. I'm going to listen to you and get emails read because if they keep being bad, I will just give you takes rather than read your emails. But it's just like, you know, I know Jay's just going to take classes, we're taking classes, and I'm hearing about classes. 
Well, you've been forced to read about clowns like Columbus, who I don't like. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I don't like that guy. All right? I'm having to hear takes on consoles. about DeSoto. What kind of crap is this? Like, I'm not hearing takes on Daniel DeSoto. Why? Why am I hearing takes on Ben Franklin when one of you for marketing don't fly team management? They ain't got nothing to do with none of that crap y'all taking. Nothing. And I, I'm taking some Franklin and the war on 1812. Are you kidding me? And it made me wonder. Our listener of this show enjoys reading that crap every day on their iPad. For fun. And their leisure time. And I'm over here mad that I'm being forced to take their in classes just to graduate. Exactly. Like, hey, Colleges. How about serious programs to class to help the student in their field? Because reading about that no direction Columbus ain't help me in the marketing. Read about DeSoto's candy ass ain't gonna help me in supply chain management. It's not gonna help me get a truckload of bull crap to Atlanta from Jacksonville quicker. Nope. Like, why is Ben Frank a, a supply chain management course? Who cares about that? Cares about Napoleon? How's that relevant to marketing supply management? How? I may purchase maybe, but that's not what it was about. Those are like what? I'm here taking someone in Cuba in a class management. And, for, and furthermore, this let me get on Columbus. Columbus ain't crap. Okay, he's going to America. Get for the Florida. Okay, that sucked all he was in America. He was in the Dominican Republic. He'll mess up my family, my heritage, giving us smallpox and other crap. The lepers, the measles, all kind of crap that look at that out. That clown ain't went for corner. Okay? In Columbus, Ohio, Columbus, Georgia. Why you not yourself the idiot? Jay, I hate those towns. <laughs> I can tell. <laughs> they do I if, if your town name is Columbus, I'm not going with your town. Hey, I'm not going to visit. It, <laughs> It's kind of like it's on my list of hey, Birmingham. Like, I'm not going to Birmingham. I'm not going to. Or any non-urban city. Those are on my list of places I ain't going to. And, and your name is I'm Ben like, Franklin or Jeff. Boss man is not a friend to you. <laughs> exactly. Like, I am good on those that I so good. If I got hit by the Treaty of Paris and the, the, the reason I put in Napoleon, I'm good. Now, Jay... How have you liked being tortured having to read stuff or craft about his boy, Columbus? I don't like it all. I'm just, I'm just like anticipating just getting this class done over with. And then every time I'm reading this stuff, I'm over here. Why am I being read that happened back in the 1400s? And it's now 2017. And on top of that, I'm over here thinking, why am I reading about this? Why do I have to know this if I'm going to be marketing? I mean, exactly. this has absolutely nothing to do with going to school or has nothing to do with anything with marketing, business, or anything like that. And more, me reading Columbus, I don't want to learn damn Columbus, to be honest with you, from what I've read. Exactly. His takes are bad. His takes are bad. Yeah, his geography was not on point, people. Okay, he couldn't even tell his east from his west. That's it. <laughs> It's, it's like, hey, those two individuals should be boys because they have the same kind of mindset, not more than they had takes. Like, oh my God. 
only imagine you feel happy. Knowing it takes out more Columbus from such nervous, I hate it even more. You know what I'm saying? Knowing what we know about these takes on Columbus, folks, it has to make pastor. Oh, it does. So it's like when I was over here reading about the stuff, because I know that I was trying to joke with you the other day. Oh, you know, who knows? Maybe they might have me reading by Columbus. I turn around, boom, the first chapter and the few, the day session. Well, I'm like, well, I'll be damned. We were just talking about this. Hey, you're forced to read. Crap, you're forced to read. Just here. Yeah, I'm forced to read it. But believe it or not, I actually took a worse class than this before. That was actually a It was marine biology, okay? Marine biology has to do with everything in the ocean oh, yeah. and all this other stuff. Now, what in the hell does marine biology really do with anything like scientist or oceanographer or something that has to do with the environment like an environmentalist? You know, what? Exactly like... Nemo has nothing to do with my degree. None at all. Like, none. Are you... I guess you spun off the water, like, for real? Pretty much, yeah. Like, no. I don't know about crab, squid, Patrick in the water. How many colleges to, to steer programs towards degrees? Now, I'll say this. You know those, those uh, uh, whack career colleges like Everest and Phoenix are they crap online? Yeah. They got that part right. The curio, all them fluff classes ain't, ain't included, but they charge you like a thousand bucks. It's over over price. Like, for real? Yeah, I'm, not, I'm mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not paying... $24 for a freaking associate degree. I'm good. Okay. My master's degree called 20000 And they're paying the way for the old um, For an associate. <laughs> right, exactly. O to the MG. That's what saying. I don't know. Don't, don't, this, this is how they get you, people. I'm going to put it out there. It's called open enrollment. Mm-hmm. That means that they don't pass the ACT or SAT to get in school. Yep. That, that's what all that means. It means. So that's how they get you. Because some of you can't pass that, they let you in automatically. They charge you a super fee for It's like a dumb tax almost. Yeah, and I hate to say it like that, but it kind of pretty much is. And like how they sell you also is what they call accelerated courses, which means that something that would normally take you two years to finish, you get finished in like a year, two years and a half. And the fluff class, like what you mentioned earlier, they don't have all those fluff classes, more career-focused classes. But they're charging you extra on the back. So basically, you're paying more uh, to get what you need. And, and I'm not knocking those colleges, but they have all that because they kind of, like, dumb down the course material where it's almost not even college-level courses. So they didn't have pass anyway to a certain extent. And, just and a so, lot of the times, if they enroll in their college with those yeah. credits, have to retake those classes. They don't transfer. That's like having the fire print that I create a lot of people to transfer. This ain't a little small. Any other institution will, will, will honor our credits. Because I'm going to be honest with you. Really, sometimes a job does not even take you seriously. I hate to be the yep. bad news. A lot of times... These that be, oh, this person wasn't educated enough or isn't smart enough to go to a real, and I hate to say that, but they actually will use that word, real college. Like, oh, they went to a real college. They went to such and such career institute or such and such uh, trade school. Mm-hmm. So, they won't show you no respect. None. So, I just want to... They don't put no respect. don't say it no more. Are you finished or are you done? <laughs> Put some respect on my name. See, you... Right, Come see you, N-word. I'm here, N-word. 
What's the deal? I put some respect on my name. I ain't laid up. That's what I ain't doing. <laughs> that was one of the best takes ever. Yeah, I still remember that. Like, I'm not sure what school I go to because I'm not about to, especially since we were just talking about people talking and geotagging. I'm not going to mention the school I go to because I'm about to talk. But the school that I go to, yes, they do add plus classes, I guess, so to speak. You have to get a certain grade in each class. Otherwise, they won't move you on to the next class. You have to retake class. Exactly. So the school I go to, you have to have C in every class to even pass it, basically. That's right. You got there right. Because it's a, quote, real school, and yes, all the credits transfer. Get credit than every See, you did right by going to a, quote, real school. You go to a, quote, <laughs> school. Don't know. I'm yeah, I don't get where people, you know, spend $20,000 on you know, these schools that start at twenty thousand here. It's actually gonna be more than twenty thousand dollars for the whole associate. Like, yeah. Real? Okay. Like why would you spend thousand of you? That's terrible. Hey, I'm gonna tell y'all something. If you're not very bright, just <laughs> community college. Yes, that's what I was just thinking. If you're at the level of not bright average preferable school, try your hand at community college. That's like thirteenth grade. It's like high school is in your pay. Another chance to get it right. Yeah. And guess what? At a community college, you can get a certificate that's really no mm-hmm. smart. That's just a yep. grade. And they train you with a yep. trade. A lot of plumbers, electrician, hard pitches. You don't need a four year college to go to be an electrician or plumber. So, yep. I'm just saying, folks, use your head, do research, just think. Basically, he doesn't get a dollar shoes that way. I doubt it. You know? It's on the ones I know. They, they, they don't think. Which is scary. But still, <laughs> but if it's the brain that the Lord gave you, you can get over it and be okay. If you don't, you're going to mm-hmm. be paying. It's about real love. Why in God's name are you paying, University of Phoenix, $47,500 for a bachelor's degree? Who does that? Thank you. It's mind-numbing. And also... Yeah, it's not that great of a school, no. Also, you're leery of online-only schools. Very leery of that. Mm-hmm. Very leery of online And they're for profits. If the price sounds... It's accredited by one of them for profit school accreditation people. Don't do it, please. They call it on your way up. Flynn. I heard that Kaplan's pretty good, and I believe they're online only. Or that Kaplan's pretty good, but they are out of the way. Of course. Right way. Look what happened to I- and look what happened to ITT Tech. He got shut down. Mm-hmm. You don't see every movie here. If your school commotion come on late at night in the middle of the time, that's not good for you. <laughs> I wouldn't want to go to the commercials in the first place, but you know what? Now that you brought that up about Everest, I did know I used to see the commercials like every day. Gotcha. It's on you! Yeah. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, I don't see that guy no more. I don't see that chick no more. That's true. No, honestly, if that school did it get did. shut down, I don't miss it. it because I feel down. a lot of it. Yes, like I shut down. So, mm-hmm. if your costume is Judge Judy, or late or late night when the chat line <laughs> comes to waiting for you, call Andrew. If your school commercial come on around that crap, you should run. 
run for the hills. No. I'm yep. just... And if you hear somebody saying anybody can get in and if can do it, you can do it too, don't do it. No, don't do it. That's a bad take. Exactly. And speaking of bad takes, on this show, we just gave you bad takes and gave you good takes from us. See, this is a great email segment because we had great takes to give them better things to get around the bad takes. This is better than yep. the emails today. It really was. True. Not mind bottle. Actually, have a normal conversation, normal takes on normal things, and give all right how these things. See, people, if you don't send emails, that's readable. That's what you're gonna get. It's at our wheel, our leisure, our show. All your photo, video, and voiceover needs, check out the fine folks at Blu-ray Productions. They will take good care of you. If you don't believe me, you can see for yourself. Check out their work at BlueberryProductions.tv, the Facebook page, Blueberry Productions, also a Vimeo page, a YouTube page, and it's Blueberry, B-L-U-B-E-R-R-Y, Prod on Twitter. Check them out today. Blueberry Productions, great people, great work, great service. Fantasy football season is fast approaching, and if you're looking for an edge this season, you need to contact the guys at Draft Day Consultants. The concept is a simple one. Draft Day Consultants takes your requests and connects you with one of their trusted analysts, who then guide you through your draft, whether you just need a sounding board on decisions, or if you need them to conduct your entire draft. Draft Day Consultants has you covered. Every one of their consultants has a proven track record of success, and have conducted hundreds, even thousands of mock drafts. Thanks to this year-round research and analysis, the guys at DDC have an unmatched understanding of player values. So gain an edge on your league mates this season by hitting up DraftDayConsultants.com. That's www.DraftDayConsultants.com. Now get after it, fantasy footballers. Hip-hop fans, I got a great album for you. The debut album from Family Grind ENT, True Speech, and 313 Fresh. We're going to give you two discs, 33 songs of pure, genuine hip-hop. Albums available on iTunes, Amazon, Google Play, IllStreetRex.com, and streaming live right now on Rhapsody, Beats Music, Spotify, Xbox Music, Slacker Radio, and SoundCloud. Check them out today, True Speech and 313 Fresh, Family Grind ENT. Believe in it, get it. Hello, my name is Travis Williams, President and CEO of Academics and Athletic Consultant, focused on educating and empowering tomorrow's collegiate athletic leaders. My passion is for the education and genuine concern and care for today's student athlete. It's the centerpiece of my life's work. A college education, both in and out of the classroom, is a truly rewarding benefit. For more information on AAC, you can go to www.academics.com and athleticsconsulting.com. Once again, www.academicsandathleticsconsulting.com. Or you can follow me on Facebook at Academics and Athletic Consulting or Twitter at Coach T. Will 
24 or Instagram Travis L. Williams 24 or you can call me at 404-542-607. Once again, AAC is very proud to partner with J.R. McHenry of the Bossman Radio Show covering sports and entertainment across the country. Please tune in weekly for informative, entertaining, and expert analysis on today's sports and entertainment topics. Thank you. Tennessee woman is arrested 
after having a box filled with 15 pounds of the electric, eccentric, green herb milk on the doorstep. Electric, eccentric, green herb? Yes. Wow. Mm-hmm. And she had that milk to her? Yes. Some... These people aren't work. Like, I don't understand. <laughs> That's actually your take to have the green grass smell to your home. That's a good idea. Right. And people are going to smell it or figure out what substance that it is. And she thought she was just going to get away with it. She thought she was going to probably sell that and make a big profit. You already know. And when she's a big time, you know, you like that, I highly doubt she's going to use it for herself. Not at all. Definitely receive and distribute scheme there. All in on. Hmm? All day long. And, uh... All day. Everyone back to Florida. 18 men popped for picking up prostitute peen and putting Paul's troubles me. Oh, oh, prostitute peen. what? But in the box. Go the stick. These people are stupid. So the 18 men, they were picking up prostitute uh, sticks? Yeah, they was looking for stick, not box. Oh, heck no. Yeah. These people are making the state of Florida look bad. Now I'm almost ashamed of hearing <laughs> That is an embarrassment. Like, what is going on? I have no idea. It is troubling to me about reading stories. It's, it's very troubling. I'm trying to maintain my composure. Yeah, it's really disturbing. Exactly. Right, it's like these people woke up in the morning and it's like, what goes through their minds when they, when they do these things? I mean, this is just really disturbing and just mind-baffling to me, like, wait, you did what? After stick, not box, public heart. Disturbing. In a public 18 park. men got busted on one. Like, these people had to be discreet. First of all, why are you going to park the fire box to stick? That's, At all. I mean, they're dating apps for that kind of activity if you're gonna find it without getting popped for, for prostitution. Oh god. Jesus Christ. They can probably send on face to be quite honest with you. Probably though. Probably. Yeah, they be saying I, I mean I'm quite sure there's people that say stuff on the low low on social media when they be posting their you know, um their statuses and it's to their news yeah. stuff like that. I'm quite sure they, they say stuff on the low low. I haven't seen anything like that because otherwise that person won't be off my Facebook, so I'm quite sure that they do that stuff. I'm pretty sure of it too. I'm glad I don't have to see it. And we have a Georgia teacher arrested after having a two and a half year relationship with a female student saying, quote, her box had him trapped in the closet and he couldn't tape it. What? Are you <laughs> Yep. Oh my gosh, you should be ashamed of yourself. There's so many other people that are going to mess with your student. Come on now, you know that to get palsy. Stop. Talk about her bang thing. Had him trapped in the closet? My dude, she didn't rape you. Exactly. How can she trap you? You wanted it. What do you mean, trapped? I ain't never heard no nonsense like this. It takes pretty terrible. Oh my gosh, and he's serious too. That's the thing about it. He made that horrible take. He really did. He really did. And it's, it's disturbing. It happened about 20 miles north of Atlanta, so it's right in the area, so it's very privileged that I know around here. And we have this. A Florida man's arrested 
after being seen throwing pipe bombs into a Dennis parking lot that best kids called Thanks Grill to prepare for the 4th of July. What? What? This, this person couldn't find anything else to do but to sit there and throw whatever was pipe bombs at a dentist's office? Exactly. And he thought this was just a great idea and it was what? To get prepared for yes. That's how we prepare for fireworks now? I know you quote prepare for fireworks. What? I know there was a for me to like. How do you, first of all, what do you call preparing for fireworks? <laughs> what even means preparing for fireworks? I know you had to prepare. You mean you're anticipating the 4th of July? I mean, what do you mean? <laughs> I've never heard of such takes like that. Like, to prepare the 4th of July. Neither am I. Like, what are you preparing for? Like, you preparing the, the meat? <laughs> preparing the menu? Venue? Like, my, I don't understand. Take, I don't get it. So the guy caught on by pipe bombs in the dentist's office, and then when he gets caught, he just like turn around and say, oh, I was just preparing for fireworks. And he expected them to actually buy that nonsense. Wait, but... <laughs> Dude, he was just better off just not to say nothing, just surrender, just take your L and keep it moving. Just say nothing. If that's all you got to say, is nothing at all. Exactly. I agree. And we have this. Alabama mail carrier arrested for feeding dog meatballs with nails. Dude's dog's quote, repeated annoyance of her as she works her route and the dog's horrific smell and messed up hair. <laughs> you can't do that. It's not your dog. You know what is illegal? God. Mail. <laughs> that was her attack. Because the dog was annoying her by barking and because she didn't like the smell of the dog. You got it right. That is so wrong. But is the dog okay, though? Oh, no. The dog has been put down. Oh, no. Yeah. See, I'm not laughing at the, at the dog. I'm laughing how ridiculous the mail carrier was to even do that to begin with. It's like, it's not your dog to begin with. It's okay, so what? Dog's annoying. I have neighbors' dogs that are annoying and bark and stuff like that. So what? It's a part of life. That's what happens, you know, when you have neighbors or when you're on a mail route. You're going to encounter things that are displeasing to you. How about this? Quit your job and go do something else. Exactly. You end up with a mail carrier. That means that you fail. I don't want that as my mail carrier. And. This. Uh, Florida high school football teams in hot water after being caught filming themselves being trained on multiple tutors in the locker room and the dance closet. What? Mm-hmm. Who put anything on video? What's up with these people? Like, I don't understand people that do stupid stuff and then decide to put it on video. Hello? Video is one of the most dominating receipts out there. Hello? And furthermore, it's disgusting. Ew. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And on top of that, why did cheer- the children, they wrong too. Why they allow that in the first place? Like, really? Were these high school jocks, whatever, that appealing to them that they decided they were going to throw themselves at them or degrade themselves and allow them to not only run train on them, but also videotape it? What? That was like... They're all disgusting. Not a good take at all. So, we go here. Arkansas man arrested and charged with robbery after being caught putting soda in a cups of a water cup he originally requested from the local McDonald's. 
Okay, they didn't have to do that man like that. Robbery, come on now. Make that easy. Come on now. He was just trying to do a little hustle. I'm not saying I'm condoning what he did. He was just trying to do a little hustle and get him some extra soda. Come on now. That's stupid. Leave that man alone. They need to leave that man alone. Talk about some robbery. Of what, soda? A little dollar soda? That man with robbery charges. Come on. Robbery, okay? Which I'm quite sure is a felony. So this man's looking at felony charges over a cup of soda. They need to stop it. Just uh, like that. That's wrong. I mean, once again, I'm not condoning what the guy did, but it's petty in comparison to so many other things that people do out there. Okay, so what? He hustled somebody out of a cup of soda. It's 109. Don't make their money back. No, $1.09 is not going to make or break you. They're going to make the money back or bar the guy or ban the guy from coming back in that uh, facility. Terrible. Terrible, terrible, terrible. Just like this. Florida man is arrested after escaping ambulance, climbing an escalator, taking his clothes with masturbating on top of the escalator, free himself and join you. What? So this man was already in the ambulance, like, he got picked up for so, so he yes. was a patient. And escaped. And, and he decided to escape the ambulance and also decided to go out his way and masturbate before escaping the, the ambulance? Yes. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, this guy's definitely a wild card. So first of all, why call the ambulance in the first place? And second of all, he needs to escape the, the ambulance. Why masturbate before escaping the amb- ambulance? Like, what are you doing? I don't understand this. What is you that fired up? <laughs> right, like what happened? <laughs> Do you need a hug? I mean, really? <laughs> what fired you up is good. <laughs> I mean, like, what was it? Like, did did, did, did the IV get you going? Like, my man, did, did morphine get you popped off? Like, I don't understand. Right. Don't get it at all. this at the tender age of 82 texas woman is arrested after scuffling with airport security over bath and body works hand gel so let me get this straight <laughs> let me get this straight they don't arrest this 82 year old lady so let me get so the bath and body works hand gel yes. okay i'm sorry i'm gonna have to say the two year old lady here I'm a Bath and Body Works user myself. That stuff is expensive and smells very good. Well, not expensive, expensive but it ain't cheap. You know, it's kind of on the crazy side. That's not stuff that you necessarily buy on an everyday basis. I'd be mad too. They probably wanted her to like maybe throw out her hands to her Bath and Body Works or something. And she wasn't having it. That lady was going to deal over her Bath and Body Works. And furthermore, they shouldn't be manhandling 82-year-old lady. They should let her keep them open. Ain't that serious? What they thought she was going to do the hand gel? Spray everybody with it? I'm quite sure she's not a terrorist. Crazy. Florida man arrested after being scolded by oh, mother <laughs> martial arts in the house and then reacting by hitting her with a roundhouse kick in her head, which knocked her out and caused a traumatic brain injury. Oh my gosh. Oh wow. Yeah, this one got me speechless. That that is crazy. You don't try to kick your mother? Come on. All you have to do is just not do martial arts and outwork. You know what? Hide and do it in the bedroom. That's all you have to do is close the, the dang on door. What? Like, that was all unnecessary.
and peons, but the two of them, there are two of you know, them have a boss report that I feel got handled incorrectly, and that's the guy who, you know, hustled that soda, and 80-year-old lady with that bath and body. And I just can't get over some of these bad takes I heard today. Like, for real, like, I'll keep his eye on it. That's your take? I'll... Yeah. And this is going to be... I can't get over and that I'll one. And I remember this take, too. Quote, her boss had me trapped in the closet and I couldn't escape. What? <laughs> like, it doesn't work like that. That's... 
And I made it's not like a box has some way up put you in the closet. I mean, like for real, like shh, closet, like get out of here. Oh, we another great boss boy, folks. That's the boss for this week. Uh, we had Eddie Jennings, Shanti Leggins, Jay Monique on the show this week. Stay sick and stay with us. BossSpecial.com, BossSpecial Radio Network. We are out. And if you don't know, now you know, you know. All your photo, video, and voiceover needs, check out the fine folks at Blu-ray Productions. They will take good care of you. If you don't believe me, you can see for yourself. Check out their work at BlueberryProductions.tv, the Facebook page, Blueberry Productions, also a Vimeo page, a YouTube page, and it's Blueberry, B-L-U-B-E-R-R-Y, Prod on Twitter. Check them out today. Blueberry Productions, great people, great work, great service. Fantasy football season is fast approaching, and if you're looking for an edge this season, you need to contact the guys at Draft Day Consultants. The concept is a simple one. Draft Day Consultants takes your requests and connects you with one of their trusted analysts, who then guide you through your draft, whether you just need a sounding board on decisions, or if you need them to conduct your entire draft. Draft Day Consultants has you covered. Every one of their consultants has a proven track record of success, and have conducted hundreds, even thousands of mock drafts. Thanks to this year-round research and analysis, the guys at DDC have an unmatched understanding of player values. So gain an edge on your league mates this season by hitting up DraftDayConsultants.com. That's www.DraftDayConsultants.com. Now get after it, fantasy footballers. Hip-hop fans, I got a great album for you. The debut album from Family Grind ENT, True Speech, and 313 Fresh. We're going to give you two discs, 33 songs of pure, genuine hip-hop. Albums available on iTunes, Amazon, Google Play, IllStreetRex.com, and streaming live right now on Rhapsody, Beats Music, Spotify, Xbox Music, Slacker Radio, and SoundCloud. Check them out today, True Speech and 313 Fresh, Family Grind ENT. Believe in it, get it. Hello, my name is Travis Williams, President and CEO of Academics and Athletic Consultant, focused on educating and empowering tomorrow's collegiate athletic leaders. My passion is for the education and genuine concern and care for today's student athlete. It's the centerpiece of my life's work. A college education, both in and out of the classroom, is a truly rewarding benefit. For more information on AAC, you can go to www.academics.com and athleticsconsulting.com. Once again, www.academicsandathleticsconsulting.com. Or you can follow me on Facebook at Academics and Athletic Consulting or Twitter at Coach TWheel24 or Instagram Travis L. Williams24. Or you can call me at 404 542 607. Once again, AAC is very proud to partner with J.R. McHenry of the Bossman Radio Show, covering sports and entertainment across the country. 
please tune in weekly for informative, entertaining, and expert analysis on today's sports and entertainment topics. Thank you.